But my so my girl suddenly this is this is the authentic leader of me goes the advice would be it's really hard. <laughs> so the advice would be don't think it's going to be easy just because you're being your authentic self because actually it will challenge you a lot. But I personally love that. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today I have the pleasure of Sarah Baldwin on the show. Uh, good morning to you, Sarah. Hi, Julian. Good to see you. You are the CEO of Purity Soft Drinks, uh, but you've also held senior positions with Goopods, uh, Goopods and Arla Foods and Asda. And today we'll be exploring uh, leading in an authentic way. Before we get into that, Sarah, I'd like to ask, uh, what do you love about what you do? What I love about what I do is, I suppose, the variety of it and the slightly, I mean, we, I work in FMCG, fast moving consumer goods, and I have done all my career. And the reason for that is it is constantly changing it is uh very fast in some ways and, and that works really well for me as an individual i work at quite a lot of pace and that's that's a really good way for for what i like how i like to work and i also love working in food so i've worked in food all my career as well and i love food i i think it's fascinating that we as human beings have to eat and we always will be whether that be at some point maybe insects who knows as a total protein but i love food and i love the way that we as consumers evolve and push ourselves to think of food in a different way from even when I started working in it, which was uh, is now quite a long time ago. So I just love the variety um, and I love the people. Um, I have genuinely had loads of fantastic jobs, but the people are great. And uh, I was talking to my teenage daughter about this, who's just started work and saying just people in work, you know, you always meet people that are very different. But I have to say this this sector i just think you meet some fabulous people but maybe that's because i'm biased because i've been in it all my career um so yeah those are my kind of three things love food love the variety and i love the people yeah and it, it is a great sector of being in having spent 20 years myself uh, working in the industry uh, but yeah no it is it's a good place and we're talking today about authentic leadership and why showing up your showing up as yourself uh, really matters um, so how did the concept of authentic leadership become significant in your career? Well, I think I think probably when I was in my people like my late 20s, where, you know, I was a reasonably uh, good account manager um, working in sales, um, running at the time Summerfield, actually, which to some people, they won't even know what that is, but it's a, a supermarket brand in the in the UK and and I, I was quite I was actually quite good at it and out, but outside of work I was a very kind of uh, social uh kind of um, I was my I was brought up by farmers in Yorkshire so it's quite kind of bullish individual but in work I was probably a little bit more quieter because I thought that was what you needed to do and I had the great privilege of somebody giving me the feedback we'd been to a a, a kind of customer networking thing at the weekend and I hadn't viewed it as a work thing. I'd viewed it as a brilliant social event. And when I got back into work on the Monday, you know, somebody came and said, can I give you a bit of feedback? And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. And they basically said, you know, you were so kind of relaxed and sociable and, you know, just got on so well with the customers. We don't seem to see very much of that of you in work. And I was like, well, I didn't think I could be the same as I was in work. And uh it fundamentally stayed with me for the rest of my career. And actually, I had the I saw the individual that gave me that feedback literally about six months ago. And I was able to say to him, thank you so much, because it fundamentally changed how I worked and how I've gone on to, to lead with teams, because I became just 
the person that I was rather than trying to be somebody in work um, to somebody outside of work. And that for me was, A, showed the great benefit feedback, but was able to then just give me something that I already had. So I already had this great strength, but I wasn't using it to the best of my abilities in a work environment. And uh, that that was brilliant. So there I was back in my kind of, yeah, I think it was about 28, 29 that's a really interesting story and that feedback has had such an impact and profound effect on you um why do you think you were acting uh, in an authentic way why were you sort of almost perhaps playing something a role differently why why do you think we do that or what what do you think makes us do that i think it was because i honestly i got into the food industry a little bit by a bit of luck and chance i was on a i i was on a business studies course and i had to do a placement year and lots of my friends were signing up for all these things. I signed up for this company that I had no idea called Master Foods. I had no idea who they were. Turns out they're part of Mars in case you didn't know that. And I did a year with them. And I start, and then I thought this industry was amazing. But I was, I just come from a kind of Yorkshire farming background. You know, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And and my parents are quite, you know, you, you sort of live in this way and that's sort of what you do. And they're a little bit traditional. And I think that was probably quite a big influence on me that I hadn't didn't really understand what I was going to do. Certainly, you know, my parents, no disrespect for them. You know, they've lived and worked on the farm and they still do now. My father's 80. For them, the sort of commercial environment, they were authentic themselves, but they didn't necessarily have a commercial side to it. So I didn't have anybody really to relate to as I was coming through that, you know, seven, eight years then of of subsequently, as as I left my degree, I then went to be uh, various different companies. I didn't really have anybody that seemed to come from the same background as me. So I I didn't really know how to be um and that that not that it troubled me but it sort of you know I, I couldn't really kind of go and say to my mum and dad you know who have always been you know big part of my life you know how do I be in this meeting because they sort of look at me as if to say I have no idea you know I can tell you how to milk cows but you know we can't tell you how to be so and and I think back in you know we're talking back in the kind of 1990s that the, there wasn't necessarily courses to kind of talk to you or develop you you know, you had very formulaic courses, which were fantastic, don't get me wrong, but not necessarily ones around developing you. And, and at the same time as that feedback was given to me, I actually was working in the same organisation that introduced me to NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And that was radical. I mean, I remember doing some stuff about describe your life in a picture. You know, you weren't allowed to put it down in words. And it was quite different. And that started to open my eyes from stuff that I'd never seen or known just from how I'd grown up and where I'd been and the fact that I'd fallen into this industry which I've subsequently grown to love and, and be actually quite good at um but yeah it's just kind of it's, I suppose it's, it's sort of your role models isn't it is the, is the fundamental thing and I, I couldn't really see any because to me they all just look none of them seem to come from my background and as you sort of reflect on your your career and you think about authentic leadership how would you sort of define authentic leadership if somebody's to ask you today and say Sarah tell me what authentic leadership is I think for me it is a as I've said to you you know being true to, to who you are and being you know kind of clear on that and I think that's clear and also walking the walk and talking the talk you know my authentic leadership is you know if I'm going to be an authentic leader then I'm an, and I'm an authentic leader and I'm going to say to people you know I'm very open and honest which means that I need to be open and honest and I need to be approachable that's one of the things I am and 
again, going back to kind of how, how does that look? Well, when I started uh, here, which is nearly five and a half years now in Purity, you know, I had an office, which is really great, right? But then the door is shut all the time because the door is physically shut. And that just didn't work for me. I was like, how can I be open and honest and an approachable leader when I'm sat in an office with a door that's shut? Now, fundamentally, that's quite challenging as a CEO. But now, and it's the simplest things, I have a fire alarm lock on it, which means that it's open all the time that I need it to be open, which is all the time. And the small amount of time that I need it to be closed, I can close it. But it's I can probably count on my hand now the amount of time people have to knock on that door to come in because it's open. And that, to me, is just demonstrating, say I'm open, say I'm approachable, but I physically am. And and that's the authentic side of me. And also, I'll expect people to be open and honest with me about in the business. Sometimes they're not happy, but that also means that I will sometimes say to people, if I'm not happy with the performance or the challenges we've got in the business, I have the... I suppose the right is the right. I can't think of a better word, Julian. But the you know I have the ability to say, yeah, actually, I'm not happy with the way that that went either. So for me, it works both ways. If you demonstrate how you want to be as an authentic leader, you show that in what you do, then people will behave in that way how you want them to be authentically as well, and then it enables them to also be their their authentic selves which um, I then help hopes develop and allows people to then feel more comfortable and, and enjoy the time that they have in work, which frankly is a lot, right? No, it is. And so being authentic obviously really matters. And how do you sort of create an environment or help other people to be uh, authentic? Obviously, you got this feedback that sort of revolutionised your perspective, almost created a bit of a reframe of seeing you in, in the context of social environment. And somebody said, we want you to be more like that because that's your true self and that that sort of changed and transformed you and that's who you were. How would you then help others around you, those who you work with right now, to be more authentic? What, what's the way of doing that? If somebody's listening now, a leader's listening now, thinking, I, do, I work in an authentic way, but I want to try and encourage my team to be that way as well. What would you do, get advice you give them? I think, I think, again, that comes back to, you know, give them feedback because I, I think we are terrible when we come to feedback around we almost as human beings always verge on the negative side right we always kind of whip into well this is really great but then I've got all these other things to tell you and all your brain might hear the, it that way as well so I think when you you know giving people feedback talking to people about just remember you know all the fantastic strengths you have and how you can be authentic when you use those and also maybe explaining to people that you know, I, I'm somebody that is kind of quite blunt sometimes, but I can explain that to people to say, I will be quite blunt, but that doesn't mean that I want the conversation to end. It's kind of like I'm looking for you to come back and discuss that with me. And, you know, we have some people in our business at the moment who are fantastic on detail and, and to the point perfectionist and saying to them, you know, maybe to some other people, that's never going to happen for them. But if you explain why you are and, and the, the reasons that you want to be that, at least that helps people work with you and understand you a bit better than just thinking, I can never live up to that person's levels of perfectionism. But now they've kind of explained that actually that's just how they operate and how I can get in and work with them is OK mm. because I'm not going to feel inferior to them. And I think it's just having those open conversations and saying, you know, we've done lots of work around, you know, there's lots of profiling as well in terms of how people operate. We're currently using insights. And at least you can understand then, you know, at the moment, you know, we have 
quite heavy uh, individuals who are quite sort of, you know, yellow and reds, which is kind of positive, but direct, very little on the green, unfortunately, which is people. And we need people like that. So we've got to always understand the dynamics. So you can be your authentic self, but understanding the dynamics of either the individual and how they operate in the team, but also how they operate in the business really helps you be authentic and build on the strengths, which I'm such a strong believer in. And then working with actually, you know, maybe there's a couple of things you could look at that could make you even stronger. But too many times we forget how we're really good at stuff. And that's what you need to really harness. You get that right. And actually people's confidence and understanding of how they can deal with things that maybe not come natural and are not embedded in them becomes so much easier because it's it's not focusing on on the more challenging thing. It's saying, use your strengths because that's what you're great at. And then the, the bits that you might have to kind of just adapt a bit more for people are, are so much easier. Yeah, we are negatively biased, aren't we? We, yeah. we tilt to the negative very quickly. And I agree with you. Uh, we need to start, start focused on the, our own strengths and build upon those and almost potentially overshadows our, those negatives. doesn't mean we look for areas of development. I appreciate that. But I think, okay, focus on those strengths. Uh, when you're sort of working in an authentic way, some people can see it as, is it just the, just be yourself no matter what? And is it as simple as that? Uh, or do you adapt yourself depending on who you're dealing with and the audience you're interacting with and is that being authentic or is that sort of playing a role model i think it's it's a being authentic but understanding for me personally um i you know i have to adapt in order to be able to lead as well and i think that is a, a level of authenticity you know my actual natural style um at home and kind of is is actually quite <laughs> People who work with me be thinking, no way. I'm actually quite uh, manana and a bit relaxed about stuff um, when I'm at home. And I was like that a little bit when I was first a leader in Asda. I was a little bit like that. And actually what I realised was it, it, ju- it just, you cannot run a team and be a leader. And at that point, we were running a massive category with a slightly, oh, you know, it'll kind of flow. It, it won't kind of flow. You need to have a level of structure. You need to have a level of clarity. You need to know where you're going. You've got to have clear goals. And actually, when I then kind of started to work a lot more with that, I realised that actually I'm quite good at that. And that's great because actually my authentic style was coming through in terms of I can be quite direct. I can give clarity. That's fine. It's just sometimes I would prefer not to, but that's fine. I, lo- I love doing it. And it gives me more confidence because I see some, what I did realise is that I lo- I'm actually quite competitive And I actually quite like winning and driving myself. But if you'd have asked me, was I competitive? I wouldn't have said that because I never won things in school races and things like that. And I'd always thought competition was to do with sport. And and it's made me realise that actually underneath I'm quite competitive. And then if I therefore can lead and direct a team, then I start to win. And it's really interesting how you solve solutions and you get to problem solving. And, all that. and that, that's me. I, I love that. That's my authentic self. So adapting yourself and using some of your kind of ways of achieving actually underlying what is actually quite important to you is, is a way of being an authentic leader, although you have to adapt some of your styles and I don't think that's not me being authentic. As you say, you know, that's that's role modeling, but it's also helping with one of my drivers, which I've discovered is slightly competitiveness, even though I'm rubbish at sport. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to hear you, even in the last 15 minutes, see how you've 
um, understood yourself at various situations, various scenarios over time. And it, it seems to me that authentic leadership is born out of this self-awareness and you've got to be really mindful of who you are and what you are. And I think that's probably the first place to start, isn't it? How, how do you create that awareness of yourself? I mean, in terms of yourself, but also when you sort of share that with others. Just a short interruption to the episode to let you know that this podcast is brought to you in association with LodgeCorp, who are experts in HR support. Are you worrying about employee performance, absences and leave? Are you struggling with attracting and retaining the best talent for your business? I personally know the people at LodgeCorp they can support you with every people issue you may face. So focus on what you do best and let LodgeCorp deliver your HR support as an extension of your business with a tailored, flexible monthly retain package that is right for you and your people. And they are offering an exclusive offer for the listeners of this podcast, where you will get the first month's free in an annual retain contract. To get this offer, quote, helping organizations thrive. Now back to the episode. I think I've been super fortunate to have worked in organisations that have enabled me to do that. So as I say, in ASDA, we we did some quite a lot of training. But that being said, we also did some really basic stuff. You know, it's not just about investing loads of money in training. You know, I took feedback. I was running a team of nearly 25 then. And I took feedback from the team directly and said, you know, what can I do better? You know, what do I do that's great? And and that was a really quick and easy way of understanding, oh, actually, I didn't realize that, you know, because sometimes I think our perception of what of what it versus reality is is super mm. different. So I've had, you know, the privilege of feedback. I've also had some great training, which has been a little bit, as I say, a little bit off the wall. Um, neuro programming, I love it, but I do remember drawing a picture of a duck and thinking, what am I doing? But it 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 also helped me understand some of the things that I really was very important to me. Like I appreciate the day to day. Um, I appreciate very much being in the moment. I've also I'm not a great reader, Julian, but I have read a, a couple of books. Um, I'm I'm not a big reader, so I'm not going to go and get and say which are the the major kind of books that I've read. Um, but there are little moments where I kind of read something, and I think that's that's quite an interesting. Um, an interesting kind of thing to think about and actually some of them aren't necessarily to do with uh, work so I've been reading a book recently by a gentleman called Jay Shetty which is actually a lot to do with relationships and love and um, things like that but there's a couple of things in there which just talk about it's mainly about also how you kind of enjoy your life and he talked about you know actually enjoying your work area particularly if you've got the expertise in it and you're quite passionate about it and then how that helps you you know, kind of in your kind of normal, just who you are as an individual. So I suppose three or four things, done some training, had some great feedback from individuals that I'm working with. And then I've read a, a few books, but actually I'd probably say the ones that have been the most influential and not necessarily business ones. They're just ones that are about me as an individual. And actually I'm a parent as well. Um, so I've also read quite a lot about, you know, being a parent because that's an interesting dynamic, which I can go on about forever, in terms of an authentic leader in the business that sometimes fails miserably at trying to manage two teenage girls. So that's also kind of helped me as well in terms of, you know, reading a bit a bit about that. Um, and, I, and I read a little bit as well about interesting people in, in the world of work and, and business that I think are quite fascinating where they've come from. That's That also, you know, kind of, I use those kind of different sources. So there's no one place, but I like... Mm. Uh, learning which is another part of who I am and I've really realized that I really love learning and that that's another part that's helped me kind of uh, 
kind of think a little bit more about who I am. And, and, and that's another reason I've discovered that I like learning as well on some things about me, probably, than necessarily loads of history, for instance, quite like understanding that. Yeah, and I think a good place to start with ending is, is ourselves and understanding who we are, what we like, what's our passion, what we excite about, what we don't like, yeah. what we're good at, what we're not so good at. And and uh, and it's and I say good having sort of feedback is always a, from people who you trust, obviously, because some feedback for some people is not always welcomed because there's a there's an ulterior motive sometimes. Um, be interesting to see what your your kids would say about you. Uh, I don't know if you ever asked them for feedback. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? it yeah. It, yeah, it would be. And it depend on what time of day you ask them as well. Um, yeah, I think I think they would probably just say I work really hard and um, I drive them around a lot. And uh, yeah, that's probably that's probably it. I think they um, they I think they would say I do a lot for them. They always write that in my Christmas and birthday cards. Thanks for everything you do for us. That's um, nice. I mean, I've I've found my kids as they've got older, I've, the feedback has come. And all those times of picking them up late and doing all those things you do as a parent that feels thankless um, sort of comes back eventually. It takes it takes a number of years, but it, it does come back. And then they start to tell things about you that you didn't realize. And you get slightly like, sideswiped in a positive way. Of, oh, right. You think this of me. Oh, yeah, we think you're this and that. And oh, I've never realized that. That's that's quite nice to hear from your children anyway. Yeah, a committed uh, mum, I was told I was this summer as I as exactly as that as I uh, rocked up at 3 a.m to pick my teenager up from uh, Leeds Festival but she did refer to me as a committed mum that's a great thing to have. A compliment. <laughs> take it yeah. um, now you be you be facing challenges which I know you are right now within your business and how do you deal with challenges as a, in an authentic way how does that sort of sort of manifest itself how do you navigate challenges and maintaining who you are your values uh, and your purpose of how you go about doing things i think sometimes this is you know you have to accept that sometimes you may be thinking inside honestly i have no idea how we are going to find our way through this i have absolutely not um, but that's that great scenario of, you know, the swan, you know, gliding along on top and underneath the legs are going, you've got to be kidding me. This is quite something else. And we're, we're facing that recently where I have genuinely probably about five weeks ago thought, oh, I have I just got no idea how we're going to find our way through that. Um, but I view sometimes this is a slightly weird analogy, but I view things in work a little bit like sometimes the messiest cupboard that you've got in your kitchen. And you just look at it and you just think, how the, how the hell am I ever going to find anything there? It's a complete tip. How am I going to get myself to a bit of order in this? And of course, you have to, this is how I do it anyway, you unpick everything, you pull everything out of the cupboard, you pull it all out, you put it all back down on the, shelf, on the bottom, and then you realign it back in the cupboard. And then you can see clearly where everything is but when you first look at it and sometimes I'm sure we're all guilty of opening the cupboard and going no I'm fine thanks I'll just shut that again <laughs> just do that and that's often the case with problems I think in business you kind of go no no it's just too big we're going to shut that down whereas in fact if you just open it up and you just take one thing out at a time and you just look at one thing you go okay right let's just look at that bit then we'll look at that bit then we pull it all out pull it all out realign it maybe you know my analogy out on the table in a slightly different way 
I think also what I've learned massively is have a good team around you because I cannot answer all the questions. Absolutely not. I learned this a long time ago. Used to think I could when I was probably in my early 20s and realised absolutely not. You've got to have a great team. And sometimes that team can be people that maybe are on your team now. You might say, actually, we need to pull this in person in because this particular scenario we've never come across, but we would need somebody who could perhaps re-engineer the product and that is something we can't do. So let's ask somebody else in. And then once you've got that, then actually the clarity comes a bit because you get more people's ideas. You kind of question everybody's thoughts. And then it becomes a lot clearer so that when you then re-put it back into the cupboard, as my analogy carries on, it, it does it does look clearer. And admittedly, some things may move around again or some things might not quite fit. But it's just taking the moment to say we can do this. And it might look an absolute and utter mess. But in fact, you can nothing in my experience and I've in in any scenario, as long as we are still standing on this earth is unsolvable. Nothing might not be quite what you thought it might be in terms of the end game, but it's not unsolvable. Um, It's just having the strength, I suppose, to say, yeah, we we can do this and we will find a way through it. and accepting that maybe at some point there may be things that you don't want to, you really don't want to look at, but you've got to. Um, and that's part of just being a being a leader, is you have to accept it's not always mm. going to be fun and that there's going to be things that are pretty tough, actually. Um, but then, you know, the next, you get that cupboard cleared, you shut that, and then the next one <laughs> opens and you go, right, here we go again. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, so you have that mindset that everything is... Um, solvable basically and and I love that mindset uh, I, I have a mindset that way everything there's always a, there was always a way through something and it not, doesn't necessarily mean you'll have the answer yourself it might be other people and and it may take a bit of a journey to get to it and a different way of thinking uh, and I like I love that but how do you take people on that journey who perhaps don't have that mindset or not quite there yet and and you are metaphorically opening the cupboard and taking all those spices out and, and and people just think absolutely what is going on here i have no idea what's happening and what is she doing and how are we working this through and how do you bring people on that journey as well yes i think and you know i was literally having this conversation in my own head over the weekend around you know one of the big things that i've learned and it will always come up in every every business i've ever been is, is around communication so been super clear with people even at points where you're thinking I'm not sure that some people will want to know that they probably do and never not thinking that and you know I so I literally was thinking this at the weekend we've got some quite big changes coming up in our business to do with product that will fundamentally impact the consumer but actually have quite a big impact across all our business and we should communicate that across all the business it's not for us just to go well we're just going to do this and we aren't going to bother telling you because genuinely I think people want to know. And and I know that because, um, for example, when I was literally in the co- having coffee uh, last week, I saw one of the guys from our warehouse and, you, you know, he's from the warehouse. He does his job. He distributes our products. But he said to me, what's going on with sales? And I said, yeah, it's not good. He said, I know it's not good because I can see the racking is completely full. So from his perception, he was like, I know there's not, but I want to ask her. So it goes back to he's able to ask me that when I have a coffee. So we're having a chat about it. And actually, the weather in November has been absolutely atrocious. So that's why. And I thought, you know what? That's exactly why I need to communicate to everybody. Because as much as 
we think we're communicating to the stakeholders and I currently have a board that I report to. Actually, it's really important to everybody in our business that they know what's going on because it does impact them. So communication is one way. And then also being really clear on the goal that you're trying to get to. Um, We are very clear on on a yearly and an annual basis as well as a quarterly basis with our teams. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is what's happened. This is how we're performing. This is some of the areas that are going really well. These are some of the areas that we're kind of looking at, you know, how we can make them better. And these are some of the things that you're going to see differently over the next quarter ahead or possibly the next year. So two quite clear things. Communicate all the time. You can never over communicate, I don't think. And the second point is being super clear on what's going to be happening or how it you know, may affect them as well. And also give them the opportunity if they've got any other suggestions, you know, of course, allow them to also bring that into the fold as well. And just as, as we as we finish, just finally, um, for those aspiring to lead in an authentic way, in a way that, that, that sort of meets who they are, uh, what advice would you offer to them? Well, my, so my gut suddenly, this is this is the authentic leader of me, goes, the advice would be, it's really hard. <laughs> so the advice would be, don't think it's going to be easy just because you've been your authentic self, because actually it will challenge you a lot. But I personally love that. So if you want to be your authentic self, don't think it's going to be an easy ride. But what it is, what it will do is it will enable you to be the best person you can be because you use your strengths as your authentic self. And then that helps you with some of the challenges that, that you may find. And also, I think if you can challenge your own selves, I mean, if you're a leader and you're thinking about how you want to do this, then you're clearly challenging your own heads about how you want to be. And if you can do that, then you're going to love the learning process of it. And what's also really gratifying is when you have a moment when you're your authentic leader and you think, actually, I've made that difference or that was just me little old me, the farmer's daughter from Yorkshire, who's actually done that or made that difference or impacted that or actually just being me. And actually, I keep evolving as me, by the way, because I I do and you know I will continue that. Then that's also gives you that makes the hard part of it really worthwhile, really worthwhile because you go, boom, you know, I did that. And I, I had that recently where I had a a, a, a quite a challenging time with my board and I really pushed hard on something which is not my natural style but I know that I can be strong when I want to be and I I um and I achieved what I wanted to achieve and I literally punched the air when I, I was literally like yes because the feeling was great because I knew that goes back to the competitive self of me Julian I'd done that I've got that through and I was absolutely chuffed. And it's just those moments that make you think, you know what, that's just worth everything. Fantastic. Well, thank you, uh, Sarah, for sharing, uh, well, I'll say in a very open, authentic way. And I, I know I know you very well uh, and you were just yourself, which is, is brilliant. And I love that the that your story and how you became more authentic in, in that sense uh, from that sort of feedback you got, but also the advice you've given and the stories you've, you've shared, that's been really good. If people want to connect with you and get in touch with you, what's the best way of doing that? So you can email me. That's totally fine. So my name, my email is sarah.baldwin at puritysoftdrinks.co.uk. Fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, thank you for your time today. Thanks, Julian. Great to see you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. 
If you like this episode, then please rate, review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, I coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions, and it will help you go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation. You can contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.